Oh, uh, God. Yeah, sorry. Hold Going on. Going back to uh, Third Eye Blind. Yeah. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. do. I, I don't know that song. Anyway, uh, welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast number 44. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between, as well as making fun of Third Eye Blind for making songs about doing drugs. I am joined by... <laughs> Agent, the masterful dude of dude in this, the face of Rosa Place, the host with the most. And kids, drugs are bad. Drugs okay? are bad. I should probably... Ma- I think I skipped... Uh, this is George, the Bone King speaking, <laughs> as yeah, well. completely skipped your... <laughs> skipped my own introduction. How about that? Uh, anyway. <laughs> 90s music, am I right? Anyway, uh, today's show is going to be a really, really cool episode because we're actually having a Freaky Five, and everyone loves those Freaky Fives, uh, Freaky Five episode on our top Freaky Five board games. Freaky Five. <laughs> so, so I have a question. Oh, uh, do you think for like our hundredth episode we would have a Freaky Five about our favorite Freaky Fives? Oh my god! Just like a massive clip show. That's actually not even a bad idea, and I'm mad that I didn't think of it. <laughs> like we'll have enough episodes that we have that pool to pick from, right? Like right. I'm just saying the hundredth. We're by what forty four now. Forty four. Yeah. By the way, uh, thank you all for listening and showing us that you are actually interested in what we're talking about. Yeah, y'all are really super. You know that. All right. You know, you are just just out of the gate with these fucking voices. I was thinking, I was thinking, I haven't been training my voice acting stuff in a while, so let me try. If it's annoying, let me know and I'll stop. No, no, it's not (laughs) annoying. It's just I'm very caught off guard. Well, I like to keep you on your toes as well as a few other things. I don't even know what that means. Uh, That's what she said. Is it though? No. Is it? (laughs) Anyway, let's go ahead and go straight into our reasons. Uh, Want me to go first? Uh, yeah. Yeah, please. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Fucking yes. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'll start out with my games. I actually have some two out-of-the-box picks for this week's episode. Let me guess. Animal Crossing. No. Let me guess. Outbreak. No. Oh, um. Then you're already out of ideas. I know. That's all I play. (laughs) No, you could have even freaking said, I don't know, Payday 2, which I was playing a little bit of, but that's not even it. Wait, wait. Payday 2 on what? PS3? PS4? No, PC. Yeah. PC? The Crime Wave Edition or whatever the hell? The one that was on stale, on sale, not stale, stale, on stale. It was a stale sale <laughs> because it didn't include everything. But yeah, it had Ron Perlman, so it was worth it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, Ron Perlman's in Payday 2. I don't know if you knew that. He's in a lot. Yeah. Anyway. He, he's in Fallout. He's the unofficial Fallout announcer. Really? Yeah, he voiced the introduction for 3, New Vegas, 4, and 76. No shit. Yeah. I'm going to have to listen to it again, because I know Liam Neeson was in 3, but he didn't do no, the No, 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 that's the dad, but the one who does the beginning intro, the one who does the famous War, War Never Changes. Ray- oh, wow. That's Perlman. I need to listen to that again, because I never realized that. Wow. But anyway, back to my things. Uh, the two things that I actually played were Total War, Warhammer 2. Wow. That, yeah. That's... I never pegged you for that. I don't talk about this a lot on the show. It's a very personal. No, it's not at all. It's, it's, it's something I don't really t- get to talk about because no one ever plays RTSs with me. But like, oh, that's I'm actually, shit at RTS. I'll tell you right now. Technically, it's not an RTS because it is a, a turn base. It's not real time. But at the same time, that kind of like Civ based gameplay. Well, maybe it's not Civ based, but Civ like gameplay where you have that sort of like you're managing a whole like society of people expanding and the whole nine yards. I love those kind of isometric strategy games. I'm mm. all over those. I grew up playing Age of Empires 2, like constantly. Okay, the f- if you did not put on the Flying Dutchman 
code in Age of Empires 2, you are not truly living, okay? You don't know what it's like to have, like, all of your, your enemy's units come at you, and you're like, well, that's a big army, but I have a flying battleship. Like, a literal flying, like, fucking wooden ship in the air, shooting cannons at people. It was awesome, okay? Age of Empires 2 is fantastic, that aside. Uh, but w Total Warhammer, um, basically it's like you're going around p building the society of your fairy tale creature. So it's kind of like Civ, but instead of, like, real world leaders, it's like, uh, mythical stuff. So, like, orcs and, and elves and shit like that. So, of course, I wanted to play the orcs, but I could not because I did not have the DLC. Anyway, um, I played the lizard people. And the lizard people are really cool because, A, they look really cool. They get giant dinosaurs as, as mounts and, and units. And they have the option of eating their opponents after you beat them. So Does I, that replenish health? Yes, it does. Oh, okay. At least that. There is a No, there's a strate uh, strategic region. Strategery. Strategery behind this, of course. But I was like going into it from going like, you know, in Civ, I'm very peacekeeping. I'm always doing the negotiations. I'm never the Oh, so you type. went like- I went full fucking chaos. Real fucking uh, were chaotic Were you chaotic evil. good or no, chaotic, chaotic evil? chaotic evil as fuck. Oof. I would- I would- Because the thing I was playing with my friend, the Czar, and he was playing normally like, you know- Was trying this on to make stream? The best. Uh, no, but we're going to start doing it on stream actually because it was it's just hysterical every where could time. where could we find you bone oh king? oh you could watch it at uh at bone king tv on twitch that that's where you could watch that adrian the the dude it's it's like we didn't even practice that plug no no that was uh what they call seamless seamless yes indeed but uh anyway um, cinematic game i went play. straight off chaotic evil i would start like friendships with people with different neighboring and then nations, you betray them. and just betray them immediately. After. All right, Hitler. No, I mean, if I'm gonna play a game, it's a game, and like fucking, they'd be like, "Here's six hundred dollars to please not attack us," like six hundred gold, and I'd be like, "Okay, sure, no problem. Thank you for the gold." Oh, you have declared war on this nation, <laughs> and gun and gun you, tricks is freaking out. Do laughing. you uh, have you ever been associated with the Warhammer franchise? N um, because Warhammer is like yeah. really a big. It's lore. big, yeah. For something that's never had a movie, as far as I know, has it not? No, I don't. I don't think so. Would the Warcraft series be related to Warhammer at all? As let like us war know. Yeah, let us know because we don't really know that much if it connects that far. I, I, I don't think Warcraft and Warhammer are together. But hey, weirder things have happened. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, the second game I played um was Pokemon Leaf Green. Uh, so what? Yeah, Pokemon. You you booted up your Game Boy Advance? That is correct. I completely booted up my Game Boy Advance that I have <laughs> on the computer. I did that a hundred percent. And it's uh, all right, everybody emulates. I'm emulating on my phone. Emulating is bad. I wasn't just emulating. I was modifying. <laughs> well, that's I, making the game better. I modded the game essentially. What I what I did for the stream was um, I did a thing where if you were watching and you had either subscribed at some point or if you had donated at some point or if you gave at least 100 bits because I didn't want just random one bit person okay bye and we'll see you again um if you what did any a of those bit? things a bit hold on wait before I get into it, let me finish that, yeah because I'll um you if you did any of those things you would have the opportunity I would basically insert you into my game as a Pokemon you get to choose what Pokemon you are what ball you are or what ball you can't come out from what your nature is uh I gave everyone the ability hidden power which um, hidden power is like specific to each Pokemon. It lets them have an alternate element that they normally wouldn't have. Right. But I let everyone pick the element they wanted for their hidden power. So not only are they like, you know, a Charmander, they are a special ass Charmander that's unique to them because that Charmander knows an ice move. That, oh, 
Because it's his hidden power. It's one move, and hidden power is not an OP move. Right. It's just to be unique in that regard. So back to your initial question about bits. Bits are essentially currency that Twitch uses. It's like $1.99 for 100 bits. I can't say I'd recommend using bits over just straight up donations because that's at least a one to one interact like uh, transaction not interaction. Um, but if you have bits like from something that you were trying to do a bit rush or whatever the hell Twitch is trying to do, uh-huh. you can use extra bits to help people on the side and stuff like that. It's more like a side currency for a lot of people. They'll they'll like you know, say something or donate and then maybe throw in the extra bits or if they want to do a little bit of extra bits, that's a thing. But again, I would probably recommend just donations because it's just more one-to-one. You heard it here first. Yeah, if I'm just going to be honest with you guys, I'm not trying to be like, donate, but it's just better than buying bits for sure because it's definitely a one-to-one transaction, so. Do you get anything from the bits? Uh, yeah, it, it for Twitch. Um, I'm sorry if this is like personal. I just no, I've no. never heard of bits That's before fine. today. Uh, Twitch Twitch uh, streamers actually, there's a thing when you become an affiliate. Um, Twitch starts keeping track of how much revenue you make for them, and if you make a certain amount up to a hundred dollars, then they start paying you out. And the number rolls over every month or so. So, mm. like, let's say you only reach sixty dollars in one month, you can keep that sixty for the next month to work on that total. Um, but you only get paid out when it's a hundred. Now it, it can exceed a hundred, but it's just like that is the number. Uh, but yeah, no. So bits and subs do contribute to that, but there is a percentage taking out of it because that is Twitch's share of it. They they like give you a certain amount to add to your revenue total, and then when that reaches a hundred, then you get paid. So it's kind of like an in between system between them paying you. I'm not a hundred percent on it. So if there's someone out there that says I'm wrong. I don't doubt that. It's I've had to wrap my head around this by myself, so please, I wouldn't mind being a bit informed. Um, I will say it sounds a lot better than YouTube's ass. Yeah, ad no, sense. fuck. I'm sorry. YouTube has done nothing for me, if I'm completely honest. And you've got a thousand subs on YouTube. Yeah, and that's mainly because, I'm not going to lie to you, it's, it's a dirty little secret. I'll say it on the show. A majority of my subscriptions on YouTube were from the My Little Pony videos. What? Yeah. I did two or three videos where I voice acted, um, did voice acting for a webcomic that it was a My Little Pony webcomic that was popular. And at that point, it was the big brony craze, right? So I was like, fuck it. There's a lot of voice acting opportunities that I'm seeing in these fan animation whatever things all over YouTube. So why don't I say, hey, I'm a voice actor. I may not know the show intensely, whatever, but... I like work, please. <laughs> and like, give I did, money, give money blocks. <laughs> um, but like, and, and I did the videos and they went, they were so fucking popular that they ended up being the most popular things on my channels for eight years. <laughs> uh, is it my turn for the recent eight years? And no, those were just my games. Oh, okay. <laughs> TV. Uh, so, what I got for TV, uh, I got really small things. One thing, I saw a couple of videos on YouTube uh, from a user called YMS. I talk about him all the fucking time. Your movie sucks. Your movie sucks. He's amazing, fantastic, deserves all the attention he gets. Uh, he did a series He's also of a little bit of an asshole. Well, I guess you kind of have to be when you're making a lot of, like, very... Uh, when your channel name is Your Movie Sucks. Yeah, when you're making a lot of brave yet true statements, such as these Kimba videos. What's Kimba? Kimba the White Lion uh, is a Japanese, uh, I, I, I would have told you movie, 
like an old Japanese movie, animated movie that that Lion King ripped off. But after watching his video, it's very clear that's not the case. A lot of people who have heard of Kimba the White Lion, it's a lot of this. It's it's a white lion that is taking the place of his father ruling an animal kingdom. And really, that's where all the similarities stop. So people took that and ran with it and said, oh, it's ripping off Kimba. Lion King's ripping off Kimba. Watching this video, Kimba is not just one movie. It's like three movies, four to five different animated series that got remade because this thing's been around since the fucking like 50s or whatever the goddamn, like around Astro Boy time and shit like that. Maybe not as far back, but it is an old show. So it's not just one movie. So g- watching him literally demolish all of these these professional speakers arguments of like yeah no Kimba definitely you know Kimba saw his father in the moon and Simba also gets a vision of his father in the moon and and when you watch it you're like Mufasa never showed up in the moon it was the clouds and the scene that you're talking about with Kimba is not even Kimba it's his son thinking of him and it's a completely different scene like they're not even the same so you see when we uh, decided to oh my god it's tom hewlett stop (laughs) oh yeah sure the tom hewlett of fucking animation studios tom hewlett if you'd like to be on the show (laughs) i'm here Uh, for you dude what you need to understand is that when we were making this we decided to do uh james as the lion because James represents um, everyone's desire to rule and not be governed by their mom. Mom. But, and then uh, we told ourselves that Pyramid Head was the moon. And then, and then, we, <laughs> and then we told guys. That's hey, why I needed off. you. I needed someone to punish me for my sins. <laughs> All right. And the last thing I saw, and this is, I don't even have any movies. So this is literally my last thing. Uh, I saw Space Force with Steve Carell. I've heard good things. Saw the first episode. All right. Not not that that stopped me. I'm sorry. Let me preface this. Yeah, because that makes it seem like you just fucking, yeah, this first episode was shit. No, I really only had time to watch the first. But I I saw the first episode. You know what it feels like? What? It feels like. If you say the fucking office, I'm going to be a little upset. Well. It does? No, not necessarily. But there is a point to that, I will say. It feels like Avenue 5. Oh. In a modern day-ish government with tweets and the whole nine yard. Awesome. Uh, and it feels like a very distinct balance between Death of Stalin and Avenue 5. Because Avenue 5 has, in terms of cinematography okay. especially, the so Avenue 5 has bubbly characters, bright colors. The music is very much related to what's going on. It's not just a dramatic track like right. Death of Stalin was. It's very much visually a comedy. Death of Stalin has comedy, but it's visually very much a drama. Yeah. Then this comes in. I it is. I have to look if this is the same director because if it is, then he's kind of finding his way. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. Right now. Between the up. to the two things, if that is him, because that's what it feels like. It really does. Because if it is him, what what would you say? Like this dude's batting three for three now. I would say that he's obviously trying to learn. I mean, not necessarily from mistakes, but he's he's doing different things. Whoever he is, I mean, I I respect that. You know what I mean? So at the very least, that's something. Um, but you mentioned The Office, and it's funny you mentioned that because Steve Carell is the main like um, head of the space. Wow. Force. What? No. Who is it? This one of the co-runners of The Office. Oh, one of the co-creators. Okay, that makes sense. But but what I'm and Steve Carell, Steve Carell 
also is the showrunner. This makes sense to me because while it is not exactly The Office, Steve Carell's character is very much just Michael Scott again. Ah. He is Michael Scott, but a general. He is a lovable idiot that doesn't know what he's doing, but he really has the best intent. He is just Michael Scott again. I mean... It's a good... He's. It was literally his most famous role. Can we blame him? No. It's not it's like just, a Will Smith scenario where it's like the same personality with each character coming in. He is reprising a character, but it's not like it's every and character I like Will, uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> and Will Smith. Everyone <laughs> loves Will Smith. I'm not saying that we don't. We love him despite the fact that no, it's no, the no, same no. role. No, no. Will Ferrell has the same role. Will Smith's different. I, you know what? In a lot of cases, I agree with you. A case of two wills. Yeah, I, oh, wow. That, that's a whole episode right there. <laughs> Fucking Will versus Will. <laughs> Tune in for the next verses. No. Anyway, those were all my recents. Hit me up. All right. Ooh, I was right on time. I didn't even go over it all. So I'm going to do movies first. Okay. Because it's just one. Uh, Dick Tracy. The the original, the fucking the older there's one? only been one, but yeah, the one with Warren Beatty and Al Pacino uh, in it. I thought there was a remake. Okay, but yeah, cool, cool. Uh, I have seen it before. Isn't he like a total dick in that movie? Is who? Isn't he like a total dick in that movie? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh, but he's not a dick in the movie. He's okay. actually the stereotypical. Uh, Ma'am, may I take you out to dance? May I take you out to eat? Because that's Dick. He's a gentleman through and through. But oh, okay. the reason why they call him Dick is that that's his name, first off. Second off, a great detective. Mm. Oh, cool. uh, but wow. Yeah. It, but watching the movie made me fall in love again with that classic noir uh, comic book style. That, mm. And the 90s had these really weird comic book movies that were both honest to the comic and not and like original. You know what I mean? Like we had the Phantom, we had the Shadow, we had Spawn, we had Dick Tracy. Well, some people would say not all of these were particularly successful. Like the no, Shadow, no, not no, a lot of people. No, no, not success. I never said successful. Okay. I said honest to the comic in some aspects and original in others. Okay. But like though there was comic book movies that took chances and shit. Yeah, and Catwoman, I, very brave. Really, that's like your fucking go-to. <laughs> it's the most extreme example. Can you tell me otherwise? Extreme example of what? Of misunderstanding the point of your topic character. I'm, no, I, there's there's a myriad. I was being facetious. Obviously, oh. that doesn't count with your grouping of, of being true to the source material. Right. Being, also, yeah. Catwoman came out in the early 2000s. Of course, I'm yeah. just saying the 90s were wild. Right, right, right. Um, So there was that movie... I started watching another HBO show because I finished Sopranos. I am now watching Deadwood. Ah, okay. Which is a fucking well-written show. You, like, you, there you, there, you, there are some lines in here. You went from noir to western. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You must like those slow burns, huh? I love slow burns. Man. And particularly the movie Slow Burn starring Ray Liotta in 2005. Okay. All right. Smart ass. All right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying those are two obvious genres that that focus on a slower pace. You won't really find a fast-paced yeah, noir. But <laughs> no. And thank God for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, noir is kind of hit or miss. Particularly now, we don't even see a lot of noir. Well, because in the 90s, you're right, it was more of like a cliche in more movies back then. Because even look at Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's a, a noir story. It is noir. Yeah. Uh, shit. And then in the 90s, we had like one noir movie, which was Payback with Mel Gibson. 
And then in the early 2000s, well, you, nine, had, you nine, had Sin City. 90s had Who Framed Robert Rabbit, didn't it? No, that was uh, 89. Really? It was that early or that late 80s? Yeah, 89 it came out. Wow, okay. I actually thought it was because I saw it growing up, so I somehow. Actually, assumed. I'll double check the. the no, date either on way. That. <laughs> that, what I mean Correct to say, me if I'm wrong, it audience. was it was an easier writing framework back then than it is now. Yeah, and now yeah. you kind of have to because, like, what what was the latest Blade Runner? Twenty forty nine. Yeah, was like that, the, was, that was noir. That was a, the latest like serious noir. Um, take that was but yeah. Deadwood. Deadwood has really good writing, mm. particularly with Ian, uh, Ian McShane's character. I thought you were gonna say Ian McKellen. I was like, no, what? no, 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 McShane. <laughs> this dude. Uh, so he has this guy that's being a, so the story of Deadwood is basically a, a city that's lawless. It's not yet annexed by the United States. So they're just kind of building this town by themselves. And the saloon owner is Ian McShane's character. He's like running the place. Everybody looks to him for decisions and shit like that. And he has this this guy in front of him that he's, you know, trying to tell him what to do. Get his wood dead, yes. And he's pouring a drink, and he goes, uh, "Would you like a blowjob?" Whoa, I was joking. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he, the guy looks at him while holding the drink, and he, and Ian McShane's character goes, Al Swearingen, that's his character's name, goes, "Oh, not for me personally, but would you like one?" Because he has a bunch of whores. And it was like, it's the like, clarification is kind of necessary there, buddy. Yeah, but it's it's a lot of these things where he does uh, these weird, uh, great deliveries on these lines. Uh, I really enjoy it. It's three seasons. I'm almost done with the first. Uh, hate to see it go. I, I'm I'm already loving the show. I love the the way it's being set up, and it's not your traditional western. It's just mm. set in those times. There's not a fucking good guy, bad guy. Almost well, everyone's fucking bad in it. Yeah, I would I would even say sometimes the best westerns really make you think: Is he truly the good guy? You know, right. thing. Yeah, but obviously that's not the main. Um, thing. I also uh no I'm no I didn't watch another show. Sorry. I, well, I was watching and Harley Quinn. you'll never Quinn. watch another show again. I was watching Harley Quinn. Pretty fucking good. Oh, I meant to watch that shit. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Because and... honestly, I've been looking at King Shark in that show from a couple scenes. He seems adorable. He is so fucking cute. He's adorable. So He's so fucking cute. Him and Clayface. Um, Now to games. I was playing Call of Duty World War II with some friends. Okay. Man, it feels good to play like old school Call of Duty where no one's jumping around and fucking jetpacks and shit. It's, it's that's funny. Yeah. Um, well, World War Two, and then I'm sitting here. My favorite Call of Duty is World at War, which, which is, is the first war. one. So it's like, I mean, that is World War Two as well. Yeah, it's, it's World War One, isn't it? World at War is World War Two. Call of Duty never did World War One. The only game that's ever it, done oh, World Battlefield War, did Battlefield, Battlefield One did World My War One. My apologies, never mind. And then Battlefield Five went to World War Two when it should have just been Battlefield Two. Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking know. I, you know what, Microsoft uh, American Studios need to fucking figure out what they're doing. Naming. I like how you went Microsoft. <laughs> well, because Microsoft fucking like I also think Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox One X, Series X. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What even are you? What are you? Like, you are muddying your own advertising. 
Um, <laughs> like, stop but yeah, it. World War Two is one of the free games uh, for Plus this month, along with Star Wars Battlefront Two, mm. which is a whopping 115 gigs to download that game. Well, you're acting like it's a fucking surprise. So is Grand Theft Auto. Jesus, really? So, well, I don't know. Maybe not that exact size, but it's huge. I'm not a big fan of any game that keeps adding on to the point where whenever I uninstall the game, I'll never want to install it again because it'll take literally all day. Yeah, that's... It's just too much, man. Um, fucking put everything in the game in the first fucking place. Blah! I also started playing because I lent a friend of mine Resi 3. Oh, wow. The remake. I, I missed it. I just missed Raccoon City. I started playing... Uh, Resi 2 and uh, yeah there's <laughs> it's I wish yeah. we got more of the police station in Resi 3 yeah it, it, the police station feels wrong in a lot of ways um, we covered it in our Resident Evil 3 special but my biggest thing was the fucking the fact that Jill never went there so it's not like it's her returning to her place at work at all yeah. it's just randomly Carlos looking for a guy we never heard of right and that's kind no, of and that is true. Never heard of. We never even. I've never even heard of this fucking doctor, and apparently he made the vaccine. I, you know, I, I'm not willing to say that there isn't a fucking note somewhere in RE3 that maybe there is a doctor Nathaniel Bard somewhere in the notes, but it definitely wasn't like a main plot point. He also sounds like a major dick. Who do you think you're talking to? I'm goddamn Nathaniel Bard. Well, we never got to know. Now, did we? Because I we mean, didn't get to we did get that recording him. where he yelled at we a fucking We didn't get nurse. to interact with him. That's not a character is not a fucking recording unless the whole thing is centered around the recording over a long period. You should have. You should have. You should let Bethesda know about that when they release Fallout seventy six and every recording was a character. Anyway, but uh, okay, Bioshock does it right because it's literally the the remnants. If it's the remnants of a civilization, sure, and you could even argue, yeah, it's the remnants of Raccoon City. But we're led to believe the fucker's still alive for the majority of it. We talked to him. No, we're not doing this now. We're moving on. <laughs> Anything else? No. Okay. Um, actually, I'm glad you brought up Resident Evil 3 because that kind of goes into the news that I want to bring up. Um, Resident Evil 3, right? So you look at Resident Evil 2 Remake, and it's got, you know, DLC costumes. It's got, you know, ghost survivors. It's got uh, tofu mode. Uh, oh, shit. That's a spoiler. I mean, fourth survivor mode. Uh, fourth survivor was in the game, though. It was... It wasn't added on later, but no, it's but, an extra thing. But don't I'm, I don't even mean DLC. I mean extra modes in general. Resident right. Evil 3 does not have any. Like, no, I, if you want an extra mode, go play Resistance. It's not the same at all. It's not the same. That's not an extra mode to a game. That is literally an entire other game uh, surgically attached. Yeah. Very strangely. But anyway, you look at Resident Evil 2 and all the support it got, and then you can only imagine, well, Resident Evil 3 feels a bit light. Maybe they'll fill it in with a little bit of DLC here or there. The answer is no. The cap. answer is a big no. Whopping no. A cap no. A Capcom <laughs> no. They went, Capcom, Capcom presents present. nothing. And they said nothing. So, uh, yeah. Th- what was the term they used? Oh, it's a complete game. It, no shit. It's a complete game. The game is done. The game is out there. No one was saying it's still in development. We were saying we want more. And you went and said, no, it's done. Do you remember when Capcom canceled Resident Evil 2 originally? That was 70% done just because they didn't like the way it was. the way they did <laughs> And then they were like, oh, let's make a new Resident Evil 2 from the very beginning. I don't know if I'd condemn this, but yes. 
I mean, come on, man. Like, where's that Capcom now? Uh, oh, to stop production of... Th- well, they it's still happening. What do you mean, where's that Capcom now? Yeah, Resident they- Evil 8 got stopped mid-production. I didn't know about this. Yeah. Really? Yes. They had to do the whole thing again. Like, I don't know if it's the same story as, like, Resident Evil 1.5, where, like, they, they bailed out at 70% of the fucking game or whatever. But I remember reading they had to reassess F- uh, FF... Resident Evil 8 because of this. Because of what? The, like, the like, backlash? No, of because of how they are. They'll uh, they'll just redo a whole fucking scenario if they feel like it's not good enough. And that's fine. So that's still there. My problem is like, why would you not listen to the fans and give them an extra mode or two in a game that sold a shit ton? Yeah. Or at least costumes. Yeah, because they're not even letting you use the costumes that you get with Jill in Resistance in 3. Yeah, and she has costumes. And it's just a simple asset. Literally, the mod community was able to just drag and drop a file in there and manage to get it in there. I don't see how it would be such a hard thing, especially if this game is focused on Jill and there's no two characters to split costumes for and make it easy. Give her a shit ton of costumes. That adds replayability for us survival horror fans, and we do that. Also, you're smarter than I am. Wouldn't it be simple assets to just make a little mercenaries mode? First off, that was very sweet of you to say. Thank you. No, because you know more more about (laughs) game stuff than I do. I I don't know if I'd even say that, but at the same time, Hey, guys, do you want to know something funny? One time I was doing a show from my house on Discord with with, uh, Bone King here. And I was asking him, okay, how do I do this? And he very politely asked, do you know how to use a computer? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there was, yeah, there were some things. It was just like, oh, there's this thing here and I can't get rid of it. And I'm like, do you know? (laughs) There's an X right there. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Moving on. I I want you guys to know. I, while I, Bone King I, can be kind of a dick. What? <laughs> I am just, you know, I'm I'm big bones. That's all. All right? That's the problem. Anyway, and he's got a bone to pick with you. I just got bones to pick. So many. I'll just Look at my rib cage, man. So but many. But yeah, Capcom, you're fucking up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just seems weird because you're right. I feel like a mercenaries mode wouldn't be that big of an addition. Like, just to basically add you killing zombies from getting from point A to point B. You could even bring in the fucking shitty clock from Resistance and just put it there and be like, okay, sir, make make it a horde mode like that fucking hospital part. Honestly, I'm... Yeah, and honestly, I'm shocked that we were not able to have a mode where we could play as Mikhail or Nikolai. Because they have fully, like, modeled, like, outfits and animations and stuff that people have been slapping onto characters in the mod community. Yeah. And just doing that. And this is where all this was going to, by the way, my whole point. I have a feeling that Resident Evil 3 Remake in, like, 15 years is going to be a way better game. People are going to mod in shit. All the missing shit. And it'll feel like a more complete experience. People will add in extra costumes. People will add in fucking um, more explorable areas because they're there, but they didn't do anything with them. The assets are there, especially all the shit, too. I really wonder 
what would it be like if you unblocked all the barricades? It's there. There's a mod already. There's a mod already yeah. to just show you all of Raccoon? I have it. it it's the, the more exploration mod. I'm not shitting you. And literally what it does is it takes off the blockade in two alleyways in front of the gas station and one of the, the walks between where he that me shooting you with the rocket launcher. Like, those ways get cleared up. It doesn't add a lot, a lot, but it shows that they could use those assets to make even more. I actually believe you could use assets from Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 3 Remake, and even some from RE1 Remake, and fucking make the Clock Tower segment that we're missing. Damn. Heard it I here. think it's possible. Well, I guess you'll keep us up to date on that. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Any other news? Uh, I got one thing. We make sure to not really bring too much uh, politics into the show, as we are mainly nerds. And well, yeah, I mean, it's we, not my wheelhouse. It's not really something I talk about a lot. I, I think we try to be like escapism. We want you to enjoy yourself while you're here. Right. If you want to listen to news, I'm sure you there's better people than us. Oh, yeah. No, I, I highly <laughs> doubt people are here for news. Uh, I mean, I'm in my fucking PJs while talking to you. I, don't I think, know, right? Right <laughs> here in my studio. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, like, it's it's weird that I'm in your house and you're better dressed than I am. Well, see, I had to stop wearing pajamas or else I would start falling asleep 24 seven. So like now I'm wearing normal clothes just to keep myself awake. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah, we're usually trying to, you know, let's focus on what we know and we'll talk about. But this topic in particular is is kind of one that you can't do an escapism thing with because that kind of undermines the whole message and meaning behind it. And we here in Fan Freaks truly do support the message of Black Lives Matter. It is yep. not something to shy away from, and we should not feel embarrassed to talk about it. It is true. Black Lives Matter, and we do support that. Um, and it, it, and we even can relate this to the show, because it's not even like we're ham-fistedly putting this in here to make a political statement, but it is even related to our community as well, the gaming community, I mean, that the PS5 was delayed. Yeah, uh, Sony decided... And I think it was best they did that. But it's not only Sony. It's a bunch of people. But Sony was going to do a big PlayStation 5 event. I think we were finally going to see the whole thing. Yeah, the reveal was no doubt going to happen. Do do We've already seen the controller. I don't. I haven't seen anything personally. But I want to go back real quick because I know people will say like, "Well, it's a brand, and they're protecting their stock. They don't want to put fucking PS5s out there while there's political like you know tense. There's a tense political climate out there, and they don't want to fucking have an obvious thing for things to happen with. But but at the same time, it's not like they're just you know brand JPEGing it. And then that's it. Like, they are actively responding to comments and making it known that they f they stand firmly and publicly as a company with Black Lives Matter. And you know what? That's that's the right thing to do because, yes, you know, video games are are definitely a thing of escapism for people. A hundred percent. And I and I also go in for video games for escapism. But you know what? The people who play the games right alongside us are having literal serious issues you know, and, and we can't undermine that, and we will say how we feel, because we stand with them. Because yeah, they're um, us. I'd like to... May I say what they... I'm do? sorry, I don't mean to get on a soapbox. I, this is why I don't talk about politics, because I'm just so... Like an emotional bitch, Jesus. We we still don't know when the <laughs> PlayStation Five reveal is gonna happen, but Sony did come out with something on Twitter. Do you mind if I? Yeah, yeah, say? please save me from this. Obviously, whole it's hashtag Black Lives Matter, but they did say being silent about the 
violence and racism black people experience as being complicit. We stand in solidarity today and every day with the black community. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. But actions always speak louder than words, and we're working hard to make sure we at Sony are doing more than just stating we are allies. Right now, we want to use our platform to spread information and support. Please send links, resources, or other helpful information our way, and we'll share them. When we all know more, we can do more. And obviously, immediately, Twitter is best, worst place of the internet. Right. Immediately, people started going at them. I don't mind this, but everyone matters, not just black. Some guy wrote that. And then Sony immediately went, then say black lives matter. Yeah, just that that's oh god, I'm I'm not bringing politics into this, but I feel like it is still the same message, but you're missing the point of it, but whatever. I mean, I really do think they're doing a damn good thing with the with the way they're handling this. I perfectly agree. And I have something to tell you that just came out today. Uh, literally three hours ago, oh. Sony Music Group announces a hundred million dollar global justice fund. Wow! And again, hashtag Black Lives Matter. And and I just want to also say this out here because it's like we as fan freaks, though not as big as like Sony or whatever, we wanted it to be known. We wanted this to be something we talk about. So Adrian, I want to ask you like, uh, Mr. Dude, I want to ask how you feel about this. What was it like writing the post for fan freaks? Cause I can imagine uh, a lot of tense, you know, things trying to like, make sure you say the right things. You don't want to fucking miss anything. Cause you are making an announcement to like, a group yeah. Of people. And you know, the head of fan freaks and I have to be kind of the voice of all the admins. Yeah. Uh, Which I am one as well, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the admins all came together and I think we all agreed on what to write and what to say. And I spoke from the heart and I felt that unilaterally, if I looked at this as just, I don't want to say as just, but if I looked at it as being a fucking nerd, which we all are, Right, or else we wouldn't be in this group altogether. Right. right. And what do we always cheer on? We cheer on rebellion. We cheer on people that see injustice and see something that needs to be fixed. Something where we A change fight, we needs fight to the happen. fucking bullies, man. <laughs> Just read X have you read X-Men? Have you even known X-Men? Are you even aware of what X-Men are? <laughs> Superman Superman's first books were against corruption at the muni- uh, at the city level. He fought corrupt police commissioners. That was fucking Superman back when he could jump and not fly. And and even if you take it out of comic books, Final Fantasy VII is about a, like fighting against a corrupt government that is taking advantage of its people. Right. Like this isn't how this is. It's not all the Shinra our, president holding the Bible in front of a church. But but the fact that you said that, I couldn't. Im- you could imagine it. I, I don't. I, I'm trying not to make statements on this fucking podcast, the dude. But you're you're bringing it out of me here. But I what I mean to say <laughs> is that. This kind of, like, political analogs, they are in a lot of, almost every facet of of culture and stories and and, and video games, Look at Trek, man. Yes, that whole whole series is based on tackling political debates. And Bone King's favorite fucking star, Wars, is, like, that's... Fuck what? You. That's what the Star Wars is about. That's what the wars even, are about. Even the fucking science fantasy, all right, <laughs> is even topic uh, fucking tackling uh, political topics. But that, that we just wanted to say that. I feel like it's necessary. I don't know. 
fucking yeah, well, call us stupid. We don't care. If uh, <laughs> if you're not down with this, I think I uh, have two words for you. Well, all right. That was a wrestling reference. Sorry. I see. I, you sh- I was going to be like, present them. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Mr. Garrison. <laughs> present them. Uh, but still, though, um, is that it for our news? That's it for our news, buddy. For your news, my news. Oh, shit. That's right. Uh, I'll be really quick. I swear. Uh, first things first, Street Fighter V has announced a final season, which is their fifth season, mm. and they will have five characters in this final season. Did past. they reveal who these characters are? No, of course oh, not. Okay, well, great. Um, but they still want us to buy it, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. No, they won't tell us what we're buying, but, you know, on good faith. This is Capcom. <laughs> uh, so back when it came out, which was earlier this year, Watchmen was being marketed as season one. Wait, Watchmen in Street Fighter? No, man, not. Okay. I was this like, is separate. Street Fighter's done. You're saying season still, and I was like, as the season one, what? Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, that'd be a really weird Dude, fighting Dude, Rorschach game. and fucking Street Fighter, there already is a character who looks like him. Q. Uh, so Watchmen has been marketed as season one, the first season, whatever, and now they've changed it to limited series because mm-hmm. the showrunner isn't going to continue the show. Okay. And HBO has said, well, if he's not going to continue it, we're not doing the show anymore. Because they feel that was his vision, and that was him being him, and that's that. Well, they don't want another Walking Dead situation with season uh, or one, that Game director. of Thrones. Yeah, it happens a lot, more often than you think. <laughs> Where you overstay your welcome. Not that the showrunners left, but Game of Thrones did overstay its welcome. Well, I meant for in Walking Dead, the director of that did like the first season, and then they the first wanted... season and a half. Then he got fired in yeah. the mid-season break. They always get like a good director and in the first sued, couple episodes. He sued then, yeah. AMC. Yeah, rightly so. Uh, I wish I could remember his name, Frank la- Dermott. Frank Daramont. Frank Daramont. Yes. Okay. Got uh, it. <laughs> and last thing is there's a Spike Lee movie that's going to be released directly to Netflix. I'm very contentious with Spike Lee right now. Okay. So you, did you see the old boy remake? No. <clears throat> then you would also be contentious I, with Spike Lee right I now. I have good decisions and I decided not to. I watch don't even that. think he wanted to make that movie, but oh boy, it's not very good. Well, you know. It's hard anyway. to top that the the good like the original movie, right? But fucking you know, he finally won an Academy Award for Black Klansman. Yeah, and now he's making another movie which looks very interesting. It's called The Five Bloods. I okay. saw the trailer for it, and I'm I'm very excited for it. Can't wait to watch it. But this kind of ties in with the death of the, of cinema, the death of the movie theater. Yeah, things are becoming more like AMC streaming. announced yeah. that they're not they don't see a foreseeable future where they can <laughs> exist. I. I suppose. I suppose. And I think people will still pay for that experience. We'll still have theaters, but they will definitely not be our main source of seeing new movies anymore. Yeah, no. It's going to be streaming. <clears throat> yeah, but you, I almost guarantee you theaters will still exist. People still want to see movie theaters the day it comes out on a big screen. Yeah, I, I love a big screen. But it will definitely shift. You know what that'll mean, though? I have a feeling that we'll see a lot more smaller theaters they might I'm have fine to downscale yeah i don't need my theater to be a giant egyptian tomb okay but have you ever been to the chinese grauman theater in la it's uh, it's great i'm not gonna say it's not i'm You've just been saying there. not to that one but i'm yeah. saying in grandiose theaters in general but yeah there's a certain feeling <clears throat> of like 
history when you walk in. It's like a museum of cinema past, almost. Yeah, but you know what the the Egyptian thing I was making fun of, right? It's that's Cinemark. Oh, I didn't. I've never been to Cinemark. Oh, okay. Well, it's like a giant tacky Egyptian like tomb building. I, yeah, it's not I'm bad. I'm, I'm like assuming it. you're meaning like you don't want any more twenty four theater multiplex. That's not necessarily true. I would want that, but I just see it not happening as often as people buy more things in streaming. Right. You know what I mean? Just the budget won't be there anymore. Yeah, I mean, $70 I mean, to hardly, just take you and, yeah. like, your family. They're not, and they're hardly paying the fucking staff in the first place. Yeah. I speak from experience. <laughs> just saying. Anyway. That's it for my news, bud. <clears throat> okay, so uh, we're going to go take a quick break, and then we'll be back. We're going to talk about our top Freaky Five board games. Uh, you got your list ready? I do. All righty, let's do uh, you. Well, let's hope so. I may I need to make so I may need to make some alterations. I, I'll roll the dice on that one. <laughs> Reference. Hello, everyone. This is the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most, Adrian Mikewes, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks podcast, hosted by the Fan Freaks Facebook group, the home to all freaks and all fandoms alike. Join us at F A N F R E E K S fan freaks facebook group be there be square and we're checking in (laughs) what (laughs) this is real sci-fi talk we're no we're not even doing the sci-fi episode that was last episode yeah uh i put up my top five ready team on twitter yeah before we do that you want to just list it off real quick no well all right (laughs) i wasn't prepared to list them off i forgot who i had there i did have doc brown because god damn it i'm gonna have doc brown you don't have to i mean if you don't want to pull it up no i'm pulling it up right now because i got a bone to pick with you king what the what the what i wanted to be on the show with Vinny and talk about top five away team well guess what there's a coronavirus and i can't have more than one person in my freaking office at once that's mean that is You're right. Mean. Let me know when the studio opens back up and we can have more people. <laughs> Why or or if you'd like this? to donate a microphone, dude, you could totally do that and we can have three wow. microphones. Wow, just taking a shit on my fucking mic. Yeah, and what's this? A bus? I'll throw you under that too. Oh no! That's mean, man. <laughs> oh gosh. How do you find your tweets? Oh my god. You go to profile. Yeah. <laughs> and then you click <laughs> tweets. You Are you looking for replies? Before? Have you ever <laughs> tweeted before? Go to tw- go to your profile, go to tweets and replies. Okay, hold on. Oh my god. No, this is Have you used a tweets phone and replies? Before? There it is. We okay. are live. Live uh, with the dude. Okay, number one. Not knowing. Doc Brown. Number one being what? What uh, position is that? Is he the muscle? He, he, no, he's is, the pilot. He's the muscle? He's the pilot. What pilot? Of the, of the you shuttle. mean the dispatcher? The shuttle. The, we never had a <laughs> You bitched at Vinny. About, leisurely Vinny. Follow him on Twitter. <laughs> at Leisurely Vinny, yes. No, no. We gave very specific jobs and none of them were Well, Doc Brown's my scientist. Okay. He's, the, he's literally the only scientist here. It's, there was engineer, medic, and dispatcher, which I feel like Doc Brown would fit under and neither of those are pilot. <laughs> He could be anything. Thomas <laughs> Whitmore is the dispatcher. Okay. Do you know who that is? No. The president from Independence Day. We're oh. going to live on. Oh, We're God. going to survive. Jesus, our Independence Day. <laughs> Fucking. Obviously, and number three, Old Snake. 
And you uh, you questioned why I went with Old Snake. That's not what I questioned. Oh, yeah, I did. I thought, yeah. I, yeah. But why specifically? Why Old specifically Old Snake? Yes. Uh, the most experienced, and he has the best camo, Octo camo. And I didn't argue with that because like, my question wasn't necessarily like, why Old Snake? It was like, why did you choose Old Snake over Naked or Solid? Like, those are still solid options. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, but but I could see where you're going with that. I mean, you do have to deal with the fact that in the middle of his stealth missions, he'll have freaking like, ah! stress meter goes to the max and you'll fucking go down. But beyond uh, that, number yeah. four, Kara Race from Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Starbuck. And number five, Riddick. <laughs> I didn't see the Chronicles of Riddick movies. Wow, you're missing out. I, I Those know. were fun. That's a series I definitely completely missed, so I'll have to see that. Feel free to tweet. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tweet my opinion on movies I haven't seen right now. No, uh, not you, <laughs> but your top five uh, away team. Uh-huh, uh-huh, let us know. Uh, at FanFreaks or at Bone King TV or at uh, AdrianMDOD. Yeah, there you go. You yeah, right. yeah. I keep thinking it's Modoc. <laughs> like master like, you know, machine design only for duding. <laughs> you know? I don't know. If anyway. anybody wants to do custom art of me as Modoc, I'm fine with it. Well, <laughs> I'll commission it. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, um, so let's go ahead and get into our, our top freaky five board games. Now, uh, King, question. Yes. And you're gonna give me an answer. Okay. Well, what shit. constitutes a board game for our Freaky Five? Okay. So, yeah, I, we were looking at, you know, board games online, and there's a lot of things that aren't really technically board games. They are more just tabletop games. When we say board games, we need a, an, we mean it needs an actual physical board. Whether or not it is a flat board or like, you know, one of those Curved. boards. Curved, maybe, you know, a little bendy, maybe bends a little to the left. You don't know. A wibbly wobbly. It's it, it's not the size of the board that matters is what we're saying. As long as there is one. As long as there is one. <laughs> this is a great. I like this. <laughs> I like this analogy a lot. But anyway, what we mean to say is like something like Cards Against Humanity or Apples doesn't to count. Apples. Yeah, it doesn't count. <clears throat> they are card games that are, you Tune know, tabletop. Two, two months from now, when we run out of things to talk about, the top freaky five of card yeah, games. Yeah, Fan Freaks episode number, where we talk about our freaky five card games. But this one's board games. So in all of these, there is a board involved. Yeah. Okay. All right. So do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. If that's Rock all right on. with you. Yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, if I felt like it, I would. <laughs> So, obviously, I'm going to go from the bottom up, right? Number five to number one. Yes. As so the rules state. Well, I mean, you're, you're... That's what the rules say, Goku. I mean, Kakarot shit. I'm not saying the right name. You're the DM for this. Oh. But wait, that's not a board game, you stupid bitch. <laughs> it's a tabletop game. See, there's three things. But we that's gotta... not related to what we're doing No, here. but we got to... Dis- differentiate. We got to dis- We gotta give distinctions to what we're talking about. Just... Because you can play D&D without anything. Right. I mean, you could play with... You, I think you need paper. That might Actually, be like, no. You just need your phone now. There's an app. Well, you just you need something with your character sheet. Unless you're just that hardcore motherfucker <laughs> who just knows and memorized your goddamn character sheet and can do math on it like some sociopath. Prop, yeah. Props to you if you can do that. Props to you. Okay, so number fine. Number <laughs> number, number fine. Bump, 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 bump. I'm sorry. I combined Board five game, and nine. Five. I'm a little hungover. Oh, good. Tell, now you tell us. Uh, I mean, if you haven't noticed before, I've been doing a good job then. <laughs> All right, so number five, without any more further delay, 
Mansions of Madness. Ah, good pick. Have you played it? Yes, once with you, you dingus. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so if you haven't played it, uh, do you mind if I explain? Yeah, I mean, that would be the... Well, yeah, you mind I explain? Well, here's the thing, though. As we do with Freaky Fives, we don't go into super detail on our fives through three. We only right. Do, yeah. So okay, I say what it is, but don't go into like super, right, super right. detail. So it's a buildable board game. <laughs> uh, you basically have this app that you could play on Steam or whatever, and you could put on a tablet or your phone, and it'll dictate how the game proceeds depending on your actions. It's, I think, two to eight people that can play in the game. It's a modern-day VHS board game. I, I didn't even know that existed. Really? VHS board game? It's, I didn't. It's, when we did it, I was like, oh my god, these are like the old VHS board games where people would put in a VHS board game and they would have to pause and play it in accordance with the, what was happening in the game. And the the TV, like the tape, would say things that would influence the oh, game. Oh shit, I didn't know that. It's the same thing, but more modern and yeah, way more with streamlined. with a fucking app. And- <clears throat> yeah, and not like where you have to get up, pause the VHS player, and kind of work with it. Uh, number four is another buildable board game, mm-hmm. and this is my last one, uh, Betrayal at the House on Haunted Hill. What do you mean last one? The the last buildable gar- oh, okay. board game right, on my yeah, list. Yeah. Uh, Say the name again, I'm sorry? Betrayal at the House on Haunted Hill. I've been meaning to play this, but never get a chance to. It's really fun. It was my first experience with a buildable board game. I really enjoyed it. Uh, basically... It's a multi-scenario game mm-hmm. where you have 55 to 60 stories that could happen and di- dictate the end of the game, like who wins, who loses, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You could have a case of where you're shrunk down to mouse size and a cat <laughs> is chasing you. You know, that default or increment have where measurement the ha- of sizes. Where the house size. is going into <clears throat> an abyss and it's getting sunk down. The purpose of the game is one of you is the traitor. Mm, and that's always fun. Yes. Um, number three, the game of life. I love wow, that game. Wow, you fucking wow. Let me guess. It's there for you? Yeah, but guess what number it is? Okay, I'm not. I mean, it's Whoa. number three. Oh. So, yeah, kind of interesting. I I feel our top three are going to be the same now, now that I think about it. Well, I mean, if you literally looked at my list, I mean, I yeah, did they not. could be. I did not. Yeah, test copier. <laughs> you cheater. This isn't a test. It um, is a test of will and patience with right. you. <laughs> so life is just a pretty fun game. Really, uh, everybody knows it. Everybody's played it. And since this is on my list, I feel like I should chime in a little bit on yeah, this Yeah, I think you should. Um, there's, there's a certain element of customization to the game of life that I always kind of liked. Like there are decisions to make. It's yeah. not like Candyland where it's like go down the one path and just experience Fuck this shit. Candyland. Yeah, the game of life has a little bit more variation. You're not stuck in the chocolate pits all day. You know what I mean? Like the isn't it the fudge pits? What are they called? I I don't remember. It was like the, I played I Candyland once, just like I played Monopoly once. <laughs> Fuck those games. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, I'm taking that stand. It doesn't have as many choices as Monopoly, but the Game of Life, especially the PC version, by the way, released by Hasbro, is really fun because you can customize a lot of shit and it makes it more specific to the player. 
All right. And I think it's a lot. I don't know. Something that lets you because the, the game is about the game of life. And if it was just trying to give you a set of life events that happened to some other person, like, yeah, I mean, that really wouldn't relate to you. But the fact that these are events that could happen to anybody and you have somewhat of a say on how you approach things. I mean, there is a randomizer element, but there is still this choice of there's still an element of choice as well. So I don't know. I just want to say also Adult Swim, uh, not Adult Swim, Robot Chickens Adult Swim fucking was great when they did a parody <laughs> of um, Life. Did you ever see yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, something, something, something in the game of life. <laughs> Kill your husband in the game of life. Number two, uh, Chess. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I have this uh, history with the game of Chess. I... Uh, Never really like gave it much thought until I my eventual stepdad showed me the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, he was just a priest in my church, and I was an altar boy, and he was just teaching me how to play the game. How do you feel about bishops being a usable unit? I've always wanted to ask a man of the faith how he feels about bishops being in the board game. He's fine with it. Okay, because cause these aren't like civilian units. These are units of war. The right. knight, the rook, all those. And I just, I wondered, like, wh- how do they feel about so a man of peace being used as a soldier in a game of war? You know what I mean? Yeah. Am I weird for no. wanting to ask that question? No. This is a person. Do you yeah. want me to ask him? Yes. I mean, I mean, you are a person of faith as well. So I'm fine with it. It's, yeah. It's perfectly understandable and realistic to what it was before. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. Well, when that game was designed, yeah. that's what they were on the field. Right. I don't mean to think that you think it's offensive or anything. I just wonder if you thought it was funny because it's like, well, you know, I'm using it as a unit. Distri- like fucking a bishop killing a knight. How does that <laughs> yeah. occur here? Um. So my dad's my stepdad's really good. Mm-hmm. I call him my dad. My dad's really fucking good at the game. Like real. I I lost to him every time. And he would, you know, he would give me tips and tricks, and then I would start focusing on it. I would learn openings, and I would try and study just to beat him one time. And I'll never forget the day I did. Oh, wow. And after that, I, I almost have never played chess since. You can't. You can't accept that, that you have that one win. You can't take an L after that. No, no. I mean, I've played him before, and I lose spectacularly, but mm-hmm. that one win... It's like the the movie Little Giants. Oh, you you never saw the movie Little Giants? Probably not. I'm thinking Sandlot, and I know that's not it. Uh, no, it's just football game or whatever. And he, the coach sits down of the loser team that wins at the end, but he sits down with the loser team in the at halftime, and he's like, "I would race my brother, who's the opposing coach, a hundred times, and I would lose ninety nine times, but there was this one time I won." And that one time made up for the 99 times. Because no matter what, he can't take it away from me. I won. I feel like that's how M. Night Shyamalan feels. <laughs> about, like, his <laughs> movies. It's just like... I fucking hate you, Bunky. He made, like, one... Re- he, he can't be doubted for his skill because he's made a couple, you know, real movies that are really good. And then he's made things like Lady in the Water. And you're just like... <laughs> And split can't take no, it away split. From, no glass. not split yeah split was actually one of the good glass. ones glass <laughs> glass was the ending was anyway sorry uh, it, chess, just, you know chess is really fucking good for me i really enjoyed the game and uh 
Apparently, Bone King and I are going to play a game. Yeah. Not today, but another day. Uh, (laughs) We'll wage that war another day. And number one, my Mm. favorite board game of all time, the one I can never say no to, Clue. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm assuming that's on your list. Yeah, well, you know, I'm trying to not say things because it is like I do have to do my list. And we'll we'll go into that. But yes, obviously Clue is on my list. Uh, not just because <laughs> of the many. movie. Not just because of the movie. Although it helps. Uh, <laughs> yes, it does help. Although Have you helps. played the new Clue? They took out um, um one of the uh, Mrs. White. We wh- why? They put in this new character called Doctor Orchid. Why not just add Doctor Orchid and keep Mrs. White? No. Why? Because no, they took it. They took out. What is Mrs. the reason y. for taking out the maid? I don't know, but they added Doctor Orchid, who's pink and not white. There's no white pen anymore. I'm v- I'm really confused by that. I don't see a reason why you would remove Mrs. White. I don't know what to tell you. Um, the characters are based on colors. Yes. And white Doc- is a common last name. Uh. I, what? <laughs> That's just weird to me. I don't know, because I do love Clue. And you could always add more color characters, like, you know, what if uh, this Mr. Happened, Orange? So this happened you know, in 2016. Cool. This happened in 2016, where they took out Mrs. White, who was a housekeeper, and Dr. Orchid, who's a female scientist. So they swapped them out. That is so dumb. I'm sorry, because that says that, like, they were somehow trying to make a statement that women can't be maids or something. I don't know. No, she's a scientist. Like, why couldn't it just be two different women? Why couldn't we have the strong, you know, female scientist or the strong maid? I don't know why being a maid is... This is all very so, kind of weird. I don't like this. So this is, this is the statement from a marketing uh, executive, Hasbro said. It was a difficult decision to say goodbye to Mrs. White. But after 70 years of suspicious activity, we decided that one of the characters had to go. Wait, what? Like, what? okay, are they being cute by suspicious activity because the game is about that? Or is it like, what actual thing did the character Miss White do in a board game, not even a TV she, uh, TV she, not even a TV show or a movie that could have her, well, Mrs. White was in the movie. Was that Why? Because of Yvette? I loved Yvette. <laughs> what the hell? Um, so Lizzie Acker of the Aragonian suspects White's termination may have been a result of her uninspired name. It could be also that seeing the modernizing shifts traditional toys have made in the name of diverse and realistic representation. Oh, my God. It's a board. Well, all right. All right. All right. Because the thing is, I kind of disagree with that because then why not just name it Mrs. Blanca? Oh. Mrs. Pale. Mrs. Uh, um, I don't know. Cream. Like just any. You could just keep the name. The name gimmick. It's the motif of the characters. Was there something like explicitly offensive about Mrs. White, the character who has changed in every iteration of the board game? She was Marge Simpson at a point. I don't know what to tell you, Joe. I don't know. Maybe I'm being insensitive. I, I may be ignorant in this. I just genuinely don't see why removing the character as opposed to just adding another one. I, I don't see it. But yeah, I uh, I love Clue. 
I've played traditional Clue. I own Supernatural Clue. I've played oh, Rick and wow. Morty Clue, and I also have the new Clue with Doctor Orchid. I actually kind of want to play the new Clue. Fuck it. I want to see Doctor Orchid because I am still excited for a new character. Uh, she's an Asian scientist, and uh, in the lore of the game, she was homeschooled by Mrs. White. Oh wow! There's a list of characters on Wikipedia. Wow, of just a bunch of people that have been in the game of Clue. What do you mean, like additions or? There's, there's original suspects, additional suspects, and one-time suspects. There's cool. a lot of lore in Clue. I didn't even and that's know. That's not lore. That's expansions. Come on. <laughs> uh, Mrs. White, Reverend, or Mr. Green. Oh, Reverend or. Yeah, because in Britain, he was called Reverend Mr. Green. It's almost like these characters changed with every iteration and release of the game. Hey, this is what you were talking about earlier with the VCR mystery game. There was a Clue one. Yeah. In 85, and it included new characters, Miss Peach, Monsieur Brunette, Madame Rose, and Sergeant Grey. Cool. That's fucking awesome. Uh, but, But regardless, so... Give me your five. My Freaky Five board games uh, starts with Monopoly at five. I fucking hate Monopoly. I will 100% admit it is not the nicest game. It is not the quickest game. It is not Are the... Are you a cheater? Like, do no. you cheat as the bank? No, although when people do that, it is hilarious. I do not do that. <laughs> that makes it sound like I do. But anyway, I don't. What I like about Monopoly is just the sheer fucking random chance of it. It's like Mario Party. Right. Prototype Mario Party, where it was just like, fucking, if you manage to get an early lead, it is yours. And and you could just fuck over everyone until maybe you land on a spot that maybe fucks over someone else. But in my experience, once someone has a lead, they never lose it. And it's just a nonstop game of someone shitting on another guy. <laughs> and it's like, goddamn, it's funny. It's not good, but it does take my fifth spot on the list. Um, number four, Shadows Over Camelot. Fuck me, I have never heard of that. So I, I did this on like a random deep dive on Tabletop Simulator. I just went to a random game and played it. And um, it's funny because you brought up a game uh, where it was uh, Haunting Hill House, where there's a traitor. Betrayal of the House on Haunted Betrayal Hill. Betrayal of the House on Haunted Hill. It's a, it's a very long title. Right. And so is Shadows Over Camelot. And that's where the, they do the same thing here. You play the Knights of the Round. Oh. Every person is a, a character of the Knights of the Round. And that they get cards. And in one of those cards, it says, you are the traitor. Mm. All right. And the goal of everyone on the team is to do specific objectives around the kingdom. And then, like... You as the traitor have to play along with them and help, but fuck them over at some point. But if you if you just do it all willy-nilly, they can turn the tables on you if they don't have opportunities, right? Because you have to do those missions. They have countdown timers, and each person needs to do one of them at a time. So you can go in, help, or you can fuck them over, and they can point it out. But if they have time to do something about it, then you're fucked. So, long story short, I really liked this game because I was the new player. I was the brand new person. And, of course, what did I get? You got the traitor. I was the traitor. So I was like, 
trying to ask them like so if you were the traitor <laughs> what, what what options would you have at this point and i don't know if i was just so good at acting or being the new guy or whatever but everyone was like okay we're getting stuff done i waited till the last turn the last turn to complete everything and they were like all right we can't we, we can't waste any time or else something's gonna give so we need everyone to go full force it's the last turn and i go Huh, so it's my turn and I gotta go get the chalice, right? Hmm, so I'm gonna go do... On second thought, <laughs> I think I should reveal that I'm the traitor and that you guys don't get the chalice. And then it... Fuck, I won. I won as the traitor. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. When it comes to board games, dude, you're in it to win. It's yeah. not real life. It's a board game. <laughs> I can be a dick if I want to. <laughs> anyway, uh, number three, game of life. Right. Uh, we kind of went into it. I love the choices it has. I played the PC version, loved it to death. Setting up the board game was not fun, though. I've had it. I had no issues with it. To putting the weird plastic bits into the thing and like, what the fuck? Which one goes? Oh, with the. I hated that. Took too much time. Uh, my number two is chess. Same place. Same place. In fact, you're going to find, yeah, we have very same placements. This was not planned. We kept our lists hidden from each other, and somehow we have the same top three. Yes, I know I'm revealing a little. Um, <laughs> but but chess. Uh, chess is like uh, the game's game. It is the most, I don't want to say rudimentary. I don't want to say basic, but I'm trying to say bare bones. <laughs> Bone king. Uh, but without say, making it sound cheap. It is thought of every like, angle. It's the OG. It is the OG, like, iconic prime example of a game. If you want, to, we talk about video games all the time. We'd scale it back. It is the best example of game mechanics, it, it tight game mechanics. Because you say cards, you know, goldfish, whatever, like that, that is a game. But. The depth in chess is out of control for the time period it was created in and all the things, the, the factors that it could put in. And I mean, it's caused people to go insane like Bobby Fischer and shit. Sure. I <laughs> I didn't even know that. What? Yeah. you. There's been one or two cases off the top of my head. One I know the name of, of two individuals who were like masters at chess mm. that were driven insane either by the game or by something else. Mm. But they had like some form of schizophrenia or something that would happen to them later on in life. Particularly Bobby Fischer. Right, right. I didn't I can only imagine people would get obsessed and because the game is just that deep. It, There's it makes so sense. many possibilities in the game. There's so many ways to open and end the game and stuff like that. No, right, right. Um also, just as a um, honorable mention, because it's kind of along the same way as chess, because I kind of like it for Here the same reasons. Checkers. No. Oh. No. In fact, by the way, I hate checkers. Fuck you. Checkers pisses me off. Okay. My ex it's chess my, is better. Uh, really funny story with checkers. I come from a chess background. I would play checkers. <laughs> and I'm my a native ex, chess speaker. My, my ex-girlfriend loved checkers, and she's also incredibly competitive. So I'm with her and I'm playing a game with her before we went into uh, Cracker Barrel. Because mm -hmm. I don't know if you've been to Cracker Barrel. They let you play checkers outside. I actually like the little triangle game. They have more. But yeah, with little um, sticks, you know what I'm talking about? And yeah, but we were waiting. So we just started playing and then I fucking wrecked her and she got so mad. <laughs> so mad. She didn't talk to me for the rest of the lunch. It's just checkers, I feel like, is so circumstantial. It's a whole other framework 
that you've got to like think of. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it's a whole other kind of like way of thinking than chess is. Um, but no, that's not the game I was gonna say. I was gonna say Mancala. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, it, it's a game I played when I was really young, and to be honest, I haven't played in a long time, so I can't. This is why I didn't put it on the list. I'm not as confident if I like it now or not. But I remember liking it growing up. It was essentially like a wooden board, and it had certain like indentations. I think it was like four or five on each side. And the idea of the game is you have gems in each one, right? And the it's like you can move one gem across, but the aim of the game is to empty out the whole gem board of your stuff. But when you pass one over to the right, it goes into a pool, and then that pool goes into the other end. So you're, like, cycling, but you could choose how many go in. It's like a strategy game. I don't know if these are the rules exactly. I haven't played in a long time. But I did enjoy it. Honorable mention. But my number one shocker here it is it's coming right now clue here's how it really here's how it really happened here's my real favorite honestly i was i was scanning my my brain for clue like references and none of them were fitting oh here's one i am a singing telegram why is the car stopped? It's frightened. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Now I'm just referencing the movie. Uh, the game itself, it's not just the movie that I like. Clue is a very special case because it's like adding that... that are you, are you aware of the game Town of Salem? No. It's essentially like... It's a straight up... Uh, it's kind of like a tabletop game, but there's real no pieces. All it is is you get like cards that say what identity you have, and then you have to sort of talk amongst yourselves like... Uh, all right, we're trying to figure out who the traitor is amongst this group, and it's all talking to each other. Clue takes, like, takes. Clue started that kind of shit, where you go into each room, get a piece. Okay, this is not what's inside that that confidential thing in the center of the board. Mm-hmm. You are doing process of elimination, and if you are smart enough, you can figure it out without having to go to every single room. Right. That... That specific angle is what makes Clue so important to me is that, yeah, you can go and get every single bit of evidence, but if you're paying attention to how everyone in the room is acting, you can figure out what they have and what they feel strongly on and apply it to your own. And it's literally detective reasoning. It's it's ingenious. I love this concept. It's not as like literally an unbreakable game mechanic as something like chess, but holy shit, like... I love how Clue makes you think about the people playing, not necessarily the pieces. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's a clear distinction, because Game of Life, you're reacting to things. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, you're reacting to things. Monopoly, you're reacting to things. Clue, do you know the people you're with? How yeah. how much do they fucking lie, and can you tell when they're lying? It's there, and that's why I love Clue. Okay, Um. so I think that's... Yeah, I think All that's mine. it. Yeah, I think that's everything. So uh, if you listen out there, have a f- top Freaky Five list of your favorite board games, board games, not card games, hit us up on Twitter, at uh, TV or... Adrian MDOD. Yeah. And or you, Fan Freaks. Or the Fan Freaks uh, Facebook group. And that is F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks. Uh, honestly, talking about this just really makes me miss when we played the deck building games for Resident Evil. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, it has. <sighs> We'll have to remedy that, because just like you, comrade, I'm an American. <laughs> just don't tell me to jump off this. Oh, God. 
<laughs> I'll be damned before I lose another partner. Join the BSA. Suck on this. What? <laughs> that's that's all of Chris Redfield's lines mixed together. <laughs> I'll be damned before I lose another partner. Join the BSA. Suck on this. That's where that line came from, by the way. That's where that line where came from? Because I couldn't put BSAA in my demo reel, so <laughs> yeah. I said USA. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love I it. I was trying to be the little kid who's going, um, what? <laughs> oh, um, what? Oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> I forgot my own I, voice demo reel. <laughs> I listen to your demo reel way too much. Shit, I'll thank you. I love you. That's amazing. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. God, we're getting so emotional here. We love you out there, and really, stay safe, okay? Stay safe. Stay second. <laughs> Sorry, that's a Grand Theft Auto joke. Oh, my God. That was Sounds funny. like a Saints Row line. Ugh. <sighs> intro anyway stay safe stay sexy and smoking sexy stylish that is correct talk to you later love you bye As I was trying to tell you, there are no bullets left in this gun, you see. One plus two plus one.